how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swenson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Filmmakers Scott Beck and Brian Woods first met as sixth graders in her hometown of Benendorf, Iowa. Known for For Always, Her Summer, and Spread, their big break came with the success of A Quiet Place, where a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra-sensitive hearing. In the new film Haunt, a group of friends encounter an extreme haunted house that promises to feed on their darkest fears. The night turns deadly as they come to the horrifying realization that some nightmares are real. In this interview, the screenwriters talk about their career after the success of A Quiet Place, why horror doesn't need to be elevated, their early influences in the horror genre, thoughts on PG-13 versus R movies, working with Eli Roth, and how they divide their time between writing, directing, and big picture brainstorming. This is uh, this is Scott. Hey, and this is Brian. To kind of get started, tell me a little bit about what's it been like after the you know the giant success of a Quiet Place. How has your kind of work changed? How have you also you know stayed grounded and you know disciplined in your work as well? Yeah, great question. I mean, I think um, you know first and foremost, a Quiet Place was born of very humble origins, uh, where at, at the point we were in our career, we were just trying to write something that could get paid, even if that meant it was only for $50,000. Um, and so writing A Quiet Place was very much rooted in that. I would extend that to Haunt also. Like Haunt was something that we knew there was a potential location we could build a haunted house in, and we could lean into that as a resource. Um, and we, even in the wake of A Quiet Place, um, we, we try to apply that lesson to everything that we're writing. We're trying to figure out, like, what can we get through the system? And beyond that, like, what's an original idea that we can get through the system, too? Um, and more than that, what are we, what are we passionate about? Like, what do we love? Like, what gets us up in the morning? And, and we've never been guys who have, um, chased the kind of, um, you know, high profile assignment just because it's the cool thing to do or it's a high paying gig. Like, we, we, we just follow our hearts and our guts because we love, um, we love writing and directing and making movies so much. It's what we wanted to do ever since we were kids. So we just we just truly follow our hearts uh, with with any projects we bring on. But a quiet place was a really fun experience, and we're so grateful that um, people embraced it because we really had no idea. It was just kind of a it was a big swing. It was a big idea, and we just kind of all crossed our fingers, the whole team, and just it just hoped that it would connect with people. We 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 were grateful that it did. I've been watching a lot of older films recently, and it felt like those filmmakers had, had a little more freedom to, to make way more movies, I guess, because nothing had been done, and they got all these chances. Do you feel like when you come up with an idea, like even the first idea for A Quiet Place or Haunt, 
Um, when it is original, do you feel like you really have to lean into it and make it work because it's so different? Or what's kind of your perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, certainly with The Quiet Place, like, we were trying to pull out all the stops in, in our mind, meaning, um, you know, building the movie as much around sound design as possible so it would become an audience experience or, or building it around not having dialogue because we felt we hadn't really seen that type of movie in the theater and hopefully that would be something that would be just a fun experience on a Friday night going to the cinema. Um, so even though the idea to, uh, to when we would pitch it like in very nascent form, just like the log line, we'd pitch it to executives while you're writing it, um, we were met with a lot of, you know, dead stares and, and glazed over looks because um, nobody really thought that that version of the movie would work without dialogue. But for us, like Brian was saying, it's just something that, that drove us within our core that we felt very, very passionate about. I would say this uh, to a certain degree, like Haunt is another side of the horror spectrum that we were really wanting to gravitate back towards, meaning like going back to John Carpenter or Toby Hooper's The Fun House, movies that we watched as kids, and they just scared us on a very roller coaster ride mentality. And, um, you know, our history of going to haunted houses when we were kids, that was something that we wanted to capture on film. So just trying to dig in wherever it's personal and also figuring out, like, what do we want to see just as pure audience members and try to imbue that into anything that we're ever working on as, as filmmakers. So I realize this next question, the answer may be, you know, constantly changing, but how do you kind of divide your time now between those big picture ideas, the what if stories, the actual writing process, and then now even directing and producing things like that? Um, we are, um, you know, we're, we're trying to stay afloat, but I think like whenever we're passionate about something, you just find the time. Um, we, we have a couple really big swing ideas that would be kind of, you know, we consider them in the vein of a quiet place that are big and bold and bizarre and, and hopefully original. And, um, and we're writing that we just carve out time for that because that is our passion. Like we're, we're so passionate about that stuff. Um, and then um, the directing too, we just kind of, the reality is like, we just, we love filmmaking so much. So it's fun. Like it's not, um, it never feels like work. It's like today is a, is a great example of like in the morning we were storyboarding and the, you know, around lunchtime we were um, taking meetings on two different projects, scheduling meetings for several other. And then now we're lucky enough to be talking to you about Haunt, which um, comes out in a week or so. And, and that's, uh, that's a dream for us. So where did this original idea come from? Where did you kind of start working on the idea for Haunt? Was it multiple things that came together? Was it always meant to be this one single idea? Well, it was a it was a fun process for us because we actually wrote A Quiet Place and Haunt around the same time. And, and A Quiet Place was always this kind of attempt to, like, we wanted to do something, like, big and splashy, like almost like a prestige-style uh, horror film that, like, what you would consider to be elevated genre and at the same time, we were kind of rolling our eyes at ourselves, at our, our, our kind of silly ambitions, because, you know, we love horror. And we're like, well, horror doesn't need your elevating. Horror is kind of perfect and beautiful the way it is. And, and, and we want to get back to kind of like the more, um, you know, low-budget, like kind of, um, you know, uh, you know, balls to the wall, like roller coaster ride horror um, that we that we also loved growing up. And so... Being able to oscillate between those two projects as writers um, was so much fun. It was just exploring two different sides of our, our dark souls. 
you see kind of like just a multitude of subgenres within horror, or do you see that, you know, horror films today, you almost expect to have something else too, like A Quiet Place is certainly a family film underneath all the, the horror aspects of it. Do you right. kind of see a total freedom in, in this genre as well? Um, yeah, I would say so. Um, what, what we love about the horror genre is that you don't need movie stars to necessarily drive it. It's just like the genre itself is the star. And therefore, the, um, there's a little more freedom to make whatever you want to make there versus like if you make, you know, a comic book movie, you have to be, it has to be based on IP. It has to star movie stars. It's, the budget's going to be massive. And what we love about kind of the, um, the experimentation in horror is you can have really nuanced, textured films, um, thinking in the last few years, like The Witch or It Follows. But you can also just do, like, incredible ghost stories that, like, James Wan does so well with, with The Conjuring and Insidious. And it, it scratches a lot of different itches, um, I think, for us as, as audience goers, where you can watch Jordan Peele wrestle with um, incredibly timely um, events and conversations within, you know, both his movies, Get Out and Us, but you can also have like Ari Aster dealing with, um, you know, Midsommar and horrific things of his own making. And so for us, like, yes, there are a lot of subgenres, but at the same time, like, we just are fans of everything that, that, you know, a filmmaker can, can create. And we love to like, when we, when we write these movies, um, we love to apply a thematic filter to make sure that it's saying something about what we're feeling in, in the world. So a quiet place is very much. Um, about the breakdown of family communication and a loss in their family and this family grappling to try to to survive and, and come together and, and, and finally talk to each other in a world where you can't talk. And that was the metaphor we're dealing with there. And in Haunt, we were talking a lot about how at Halloween time, um, Halloween is very much just about putting on a costume, putting on a mask, hiding who you really are. And so we wanted to tell a story about this young woman who's stuck in a uh, an abusive, broken relationship, and she hasn't admitted it to herself yet. And she's wearing this kind of facade, this this mask that she's telling the whole world, like, everything's fine. I'm great. Everything's great. Everything's fine. And it's not until she goes through this haunted house experience that she's able to peel off her mask and become who she really is and, and, and reveal herself. So it's, it's a, a, an amazing genre because you get to do both. You get to do the roller coaster ride, but you also get to um, kind of layer in some substantive elements, hopefully. How much um, do you guys think about ratings in terms of when you're writing a film? And what I'm referring to is like R versus PG-13. Like, it too is about to come out. It's, it's bloody as, I think it's the bloodiest thing of all time, something like that. There's movies like The Ring where they, they're working hard to make it PG-13. Do you guys do that at the end, or do you not think about it at all, or what, does that go into your writing process at all? Um, that's a great question. Like, I, I want to say to a certain degree it's something we don't really um, think about in terms of, like, we just want to write what feels appropriate for the story. Um, and I think that might be just something innate where we're looking at the films that inspire them and something seeps in in terms of what the rating actually is. Certainly with Haunt, we wanted to create something that really went to the fringes of um, what is terrifying, and so that would lean into the natural violence that that you see throughout the film. Um, I think with Quiet Place, we knew it certainly was a family drama, and maybe once the script was finally together, that might have been the point where Brian and I had a very you know quick conversation about, oh, we probably see this as being PG-13, but 
again, hopefully pressing on the fringes of that uh, because, you know, in the first few minutes, you end up killing a kid. And, and yet you have to do that in a way that doesn't infringe upon um, the entire audience that you hope comes to see that. Because these are, these are movies that uh, Quiet Place is a movie that, um, you know, I probably would have wanted to see when I was a, a young kid and not old enough to see R-rated movies. But at the same token, like Han is one of those movies that hopefully I would, as a kid, wanted to sneak the VHS and, and pop that in and see it, even though I would have been way too young to see it. It's, it's one of those movies that, um, you know, as a kid watching The Fly or Alien or Robocop, it scarred me at the perfect age pop. Just to wrap up, is there anything else you want to say about Hawk? And there are any details you can tell us about what might happen with The Quiet Place 2, which I've seen your IMDb page? Um, the only other thing, I mean, the, the, one of the most fun aspects of Haunt for us was getting to work with, um, producer Eli Roth, who was a filmmaker that when we were growing up in Iowa, learning how to make movies, Eli, his work was a film school of sorts for us. He, like all of his DVDs had, were like packed with special features and how to make a film and, and he, you know, his movies like... Like, his, his DVDs didn't have just one commentary or two commentary tracks. It had, like, five, you know, and it was such a it was such a great um, um, place for us to, to learn about how movies are actually made, and it was completely surreal when we got the call that he was interested in becoming a part of this project, and so grateful to be able to work with him. He's such, a, such a, an amazing ambassador for the horror genre, but also just a terrific, terrific person. Uh, true to the form of a quiet place universe, we must uh, be very quiet about a quiet place too. But you know, it's it's funny. It's it's just funny to us that um, that there is a sequel. It's it's um, it, nobody uh, involved with the film uh, was thinking like franchise sequel. Like it was really just um, kind of an opportunity to do kind of a big splashy one off. And and um, again, we're just we're, we're we are grateful that that people are hungry for more. Thank you for tuning into this show. If this is your first time listening, please log on to iTunes or SoundCloud and give us a rating. Providing a rating or sharing content is one of the best ways to help the series grow. Make sure to also follow or like us on your favorite platforms like Instagram, Facebook, or the new YouTube series we've started. And check for daily updates over at creativeprinciples.live.